0: The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. This is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Head Coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears Management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and Consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak,
1: and a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into Hallis Hall, PNC Studios, and another edition of the Bears Coaches Show. It feels like we haven't played in a month after just playing three and 12 days it's the weirdest feeling not to play on sunday but here we are on a monday review a little bit of detroit and kind of set the tone moving forward for the final five games of the year uh the most important one though the next one against the new york giants jeff jioniak and head coach matt nagy how you doing how'd you survive the uh the four-day break well Good. it's not quite
2: four-day break but close enough yeah no it was great it was uh Good to, to rejuvenate a little bit and, and take some time off for the players and the coaches. Now here we are back at it.
1: And we're brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you got some downtime in there as well. I know you went to a Northwestern game with the kids, so yeah. that must have been fun for them too.
2: Yeah, it was good. It, it's always good to uh, kind of step back when you get a chance and, and take some time to uh, to spend with, with family. And what better way than to go to a Northwestern game and check the game out and and uh, play in Illinois? So it, it was fun. It was a good time and. And, uh, and, and, yeah, so now we're all uh, back at it and, and uh, really deep into the New York Giants. All right. That's a long time away from the last game. But, you know,
1: when you meet the media again uh, tomorrow, you'll probably get a lot of questions about the Detroit game. We'll try to just to do a little bit of it, frame it a little bit. Just frame what happened in 12 days. And will this 12-day stretch potentially be remembered for a long time?
2: Well, I hope it is because I, I go back to uh, uh, several weeks ago where we discussed kind of what we were, what we were uh, challenged with, with playing those those three games in 12 days, and I don't necessarily know if the guys truly understood it at the time, but uh, because they were so focused in on what game we were playing that week, and it was a tall, tall task, but they did a great job with it. Uh, I thought the coaches and everybody in the organization just really um, focused in on making sure that they did their job and they they control what they could control and inevitably to come out with three division wins is huge now we hit the reset button and we rejuvenate we get some rest both mentally and physically um that was a uh a tough game in detroit on thanksgiving day that that was not easy by any means it's never easy to win on the road and with short rest but we did that and so proud of proud of our guys they understand that and uh and now like i say you got to reset come back in here um ready to go and and that's going to be our next challenge
1: Clutch comes to mind when you talk about the plays that allowed you to survive that kind of workload in that particular situation and scenario on Thanksgiving. Would you say
2: that would be accurate? For sure, yeah. And, and you know, um, everyone is obviously going to talk about the uh, the great interception pick six by Eddie Jackson, uh, which inevitably ended up winning the game for us by seven points. But there was a lot, lot of other parts of the game that I thought, you know, guys made big plays, whether it was... Um, And Eddie Goldman in the trenches that that made a play here or there, stopping a run or, uh, you know, chasing the running backs making plays for the touchdown passes or a big third down conversion from Chase to to, um, Taylor Gabriel. And and there was a lot of different places throughout that game, special teams, you know, making field goals, uh, uh, punts that we had. So it was a team win. You could feel it after the game. Everyone felt that way and they understood how big it was. And Chase Daniel walking around proudly, not necessarily grinning from ear to ear, but
1: just being Chase, in control. Uh, True veteran in every sense of the word, and I think it's the rare scenario, just being around... better than two decades that you know people weren't wringing their hands about the backup quarterback having to start a big game
2: yeah not at all everyone knows who chase is and how he handles business and uh you know my, myself being somebody that was with him in kansas city as his position coach for three years just knowing who he he treats every game like he's the starter so as far as game planning and as far as how he handled practice nothing changed for him now he he was gonna you know have to take it on himself to once the game started to make sure that he was able to make the throws that he needed to make w- without having that practice time with the guys uh and he did that you know early on he missed a couple throws here or there I don't think anybody was stressing him at all they understood what the deal was but he made throws when he had to and everybody trusted in him
1: is there what about his personality attracts you to him as a coach because you were with him I, I Aside from the obvious of what you've explained many, many times that he puts in the work, like he's going to start, that should be the standard for every backup quarterback. And a lot of it is lip service sometimes with him. it doesn't appear to be in any sense of the imagination.
2: But what deeper about him? so with with Chase, we talked about it at the start of the year, and we've continued to talk about the obsession and being obsessed. And here's a guy that uh, you know he's one of the first in the building. Every single day, uh, one of the one of the last to leave, and he just he it's it's an obsession for him. He understands how important it is to uh, whether it's the the identification of linebackers or whether it's coverage looks that the defense gives you, whether what we're doing offensively and what his role is progression wise, but he takes it very seriously and he knows that with with the uh, the lack of experience that he's had playing in on a game day. That he can make up for that by knowing the ins and outs of the system and the ins and outs of what he sees on defense, and and that's why you're able to put a guy like Chase out there in these type of situations and win football games.
1: Going back to college, and I'm a
2: Big 12 guy, being an Iowa State grad, but to me he was just rugged. He was gritty. Uh, Is that who he is today? He's he's very rugged, gritty. The one word that I always think of when I think of Chase is very competitive. You know, he does he wants to compete in everything he does. Uh, and he doesn't care whether it's uh, running the scout team uh, or whether it's you know when, when he's running with the first team. He does not care. He's competitive, and I love that about the quarterback position when you are competitive. And uh, he definitely has that.
1: Bleeds through. You guys kind of gravitate to him too, much like Mitch Trubisky in the same way. And again, standard answer, you know, for Mitch, wait and see. Yeah, probably haven't seen much of him lately. Uh, you know, given the time off and whatnot. I know he's been in the building and so forth, but. Wait and see, and you feel good about Chase moving forward.
2: Yeah, no, no matter who it is, we, we feel like we're in a good position. And, and uh, you know, I think it was interesting for, for Mitchell to stand on the sidelines and see some of how the game goes when, you're, when you get to see it from a coach's perspective. And so that was good for him. Uh, he's chomping at the bit to get out there. We'll take it day by day and see where he's at.
1: Did you hear things back from him in that
2: regard that – having a minute to step aside. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. talked to us and he said, you know, it is different, you know, and it was, it was good for him to see that. And and when after he sees it on the field um, and then when he sees it, like us, as coaches on the sideline, it, it clicks a little bit and you get to understand that.
1: All right, we're with Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, on the Bears Coaches Show, Inside the Bears. Coming up this week, the Chicago Bears Network presenting it by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
3: Takes the snap.
0: Here's the throw. He's picked
3: up, and there he goes. Eddie it to the house at the 10-5 end zone. Touchdown. And for the second week in a row, Jackson's in the house on a pick six. Six defensive touchdowns by your 2018 Bears. Eddie Jackson quickly becoming the playmaker on that defense.
1: Well, I decided on my own he's now quick six Jackson. How about that? <laughs> quick six Jackson. You like it? I do, yeah. I like that. Let's keep I'm it sure there's something a little hipper with today's crowd, but quick six, th- because here's why. The last two games, first play out of a timeout. Touchdowns or, you know, you're boom. I like that after the game, by the way, that's going to be incorporated as well. There's so many great things happening with this team. And it's just the energy is almost as if it's, 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 it's not, it's, it's not being stopped. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's just rolling. The snowball is getting bigger and bigger. And, um, just everything around it—it's a fun. We talk about all the time. The group's fun. Every little bit of
2: it is fun. Yeah, it is, and that's that's what we want to be. That's who we are. Uh, the the people and the players uh, on this team want to have fun. They love they love uh, dancing. They love uh, being themselves. And I think you're seeing that. You make a good play, celebrate, enjoy it. Now, be smart about it. Come on back so we can kick the extra point. Uh, if it's after the game, uh, whatever it is, just have a good time. That, that's why we do what we do. And, uh, you know, coaches are putting players in great positions. Defensively, doing a great job. Offensively, the players are executing. It's just a lot of fun right now.
1: All right. So, more detail on Eddie Jackson. So, today I wrote something. Uh, I do something called Joni X Journal. So, if you take his last 39 games all the way back to college, he's got 10 touchdowns, eight defensive touchdowns, and two punt return touchdowns. You know, I can't just dismiss the college thing because that's when he, he showed what he's capable of as a playmaker. That's an insane number of touchdowns when you're not an
2: offensive player. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a lot of touchdowns. 39 not, games yeah, for number yeah, 39, 10 that, touchdowns. That's a lot, and and uh, we like a lot of touchdowns from him, so let's keep that going. But he's very instinctual. He understands the game. He knows when, when to anticipate the throws from the quarterback. Uh, you see him everywhere. He, he is literally um, all over the place. Uh, he's a risk taker, which is good. He know he's calculated. He knows when to take risks. And then, uh, I mentioned this the other day, but he, uh, he has great ball skills. And so when that ball's in the air, there's no, Oh, am I going to catch it? You know, he he's, he's going to catch the football and, and it doesn't matter what type of catch it is. Uh, he's like a receiver back there. So the other part that's really good about seeing what Eddie does is once he makes the catch. He becomes that punt returner, and he becomes a wide receiver and a good one. So um, when you have all that, you put it all together, uh, you're successful. You get you get touchdowns, and, and even when you don't get touchdowns, you get the interceptions. It's always great for the, for the team. I mean, you go back, you know, in Bears
1: history now. Again, it's early in his career, but nobody has done it as early in his career. Sure. I mean, you're talking about Charles Tillman had nine. I mean, Dick Butkus had one. You know, the secondary, Mike Brown, you know, these guys played a lot of games. So it, it is something. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. every. It, it, it could go into a drought for all we know in that regard. But more importantly, his play as a safety back there at the post and being able to come down to the box and bring down tight ends and running backs and, and watching the eyes of the quarterback now, reading the eyes, all these things. Are you seeing him advance that aspect? Forget about the playmaking aspect, just that the fundamental aspects of playing safety as well, because the same thing we're seeing with Roquan,
2: more and more every game, you know, ironing out all those details. Yeah, you you can see him, uh, and I'm talking about Eddie Jackson here. When when he's running around, he's making tackles all over the place, and uh, uh, you know whether it's punching a ball out, making a tackle in in the backfield. Uh, on a blitz, uh, deflecting a ball. He's also elevating the, the play of, of everybody around him. And I I could see that since I've been here uh, in training camp. I can see him slowly grow into that leader. And, and he, he's he's not an overly extroverted personality, but but he has it in him. And, and I think he just lets it happen when he needs to. He, he lets it uh, happen with his play. And he's he's really just um, taking advantage of all the good things that the front seven guys are doing. And if he needs to make a play in the back end, great. If he needs to be this, the eighth man in the box, he can do that as well. So he's versatile for for Vic to be able to move around and do different things. And anytime you have that as a coach, it just allows you to it just opens up Pandora's box, allows you to do so many things.
1: I've also maintained too that if you look at playoff caliber teams, especially ones that move deeper into the playoffs. There's a safety of note there. We can go down the list for decades, and I'm not saying he's there yet. But a guy that, as you say, grab people gravitate to him, and he's a natural, intangible leader that way. Um, he's headed in that direction for sure. I think every. I mean, you were with Eric Berry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, to explain to us what impact he had, besides being a great player. There's the the extraneous stuff that goes into it.
2: Well, so when you have a guy like Eddie back there in the back end. Um, what happens now, and I think you just said earlier is (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) sometimes people can start wanting to expect it all the time. And what he's doing right now is, is, uh, is, is, rare, but that's good, you know? And, and so, um, for him to just continue to just keep playing and doing what he does, don't force anything, don't press. I think that's the best part of all of this, is that he's just playing ball out there. Uh, Eric Berry was a great safety that we had in, in Kansas City, and who's still there. And and um, you know, Eric was a leader by example as well. And so when you have these guys, uh, these offenses now, every single game we play, they have to know where 39's at. And so when you have to worry about all these guys on defense, it makes it hard to game plan for. And that's that's kind of what we're getting to right now. Uh, it started in week one against Green Bay, and what's happened then? It went for a few more weeks, and it got stronger and stronger. And and so um, it's really neat to see the consistency that we've had. And I think Eddie will be the first to tell you that it's not just him. You know, there's so many different variables that go into this. You go back to that pick six, and and uh, Khalil, one of the very few times in that game. Where he wasn't doubled and had actually a clean rush at a quarterback. The reason why that ball came out so quick on a three-step was because Khalil was getting ready to hit the quarterback. So he had to get the Stafford had to get the ball out. Well, when that's the case, you can anticipate and jump routes, and that's what happened.
0: Now, more of the Bears coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Out of the pistol formation. Fake it to Howard. Throwing.
3: Daniel. Right corner of the end zone. He's got Cohen for the touchdown. And the Bears are back in front.
1: Tariq Cohen with the grab and Chase Daniel coupled on each side of the end zones. The Bears get the win over the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Made everybody enjoy their turkey and the fixings in their family. A special day. Matt Nagy is here. One more segment before the coach takes off. And then offensive coordinator Mark Helfersh will join the program. We're Brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears here at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Um, I believe uh, Monday after the game, or Friday after the game, uh, up here at Hallis Hall, you said, uh, maybe it was after the game. I don't know. I wasn't wasn't able to come here on Friday. But your quote was, I'm starting to learn as a head coach with this team who we are, and it's special. It really is. Can you expand upon that? Uh, because almost every week you say you're learning, and maybe maybe you don't. Have it all down. You know what they are, what the Bears of 2018 are.
2: Um, but you're getting there. Just in more detail, what are you referring to? For for us, um, week one, tough loss against Green Bay, um, adversity, how to how to respond from that, and then we go ahead, we win a couple games in a row, and then we lose a couple games in a row, and then you, and so just the the different ways of of how we uh, we molded together into who we are, and you know, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I told the guys, I said, you know, this is a point right now in the season where uh, for a lot of teams, it's, it's going to start going one way or the other, and and it's up to us, and this is what we have ahead of us, and, and so you don't know, and I couldn't have said that at that time, um, whether or not we were a special team, but to me and to our coaches and to our players, you could feel what's going on right now. And it's real. And so when, when you when you feel that and you know it and you go through what we just went through, uh, now it's go time. And and so they've earned the right and we've earned the right as a team uh, to be in this situation. And I think the most important thing for us right now is to um, continue to stay on the path with, uh, with the, the, the horse blinders, the earmuffs. And don't listen to what anybody says about how good you are. No one cares. We don't care. We only care about winning this next game. And when you do that, um, you, you understand that you just continue to get better and better. And so there's still five games to go. But the only one we care about is New York. And we're coming off a big, big win in Detroit. And so when I said we were special, uh, I was just really insinuating the fact that in so many different ways, we've we've calloused ourselves. We've, uh, we've turned into a team now that I think really believes in one another. We trust one another. And regardless of whether there's a bad play in the game, no one ever points fingers. If if there's an interception, the defense steps up. If there's a uh, if there's a uh, a big play uh, on by the opponent's offense, then the, then the offense comes back and strikes right and works off of each other. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. And I and I like that. Uh, we have a ways to go, without a doubt. But we're growing, and that's where the special comes into play.
1: You went to the playoffs. Four times in five years in Kansas City, 13 through 17. So you really do know
3: mm-hmm.
1: kind of the formula of what to do. Um, I'm sure you're forward thinking a little bit on how to handle these five games because they're no matter what about the blinders, and what, they are going to get grilled on playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And we now have the seeds. We know if the season ended today, where the Bears would be. What you know that's going to grow. How do you tamp that down? How do you
2: or do you embrace it a little bit? No. So what you do is is uh, you understand and accept that it's going to be out there, but you do everything in your power to just listen to what's going on in this building right now. And that's the message that we are sending to the team uh, within these four walls at House Hall. And uh, that that is the challenging part. That's the hard part, especially for a team that really hasn't been in this situation before. How do you handle that? The one thing that they're going to understand here is that, Every game is going to be the most important game. So th- this coming week, everyone's going to talk about how big this game is. It means the most, right? Then the following week, how big this game is. It means the, m- and then the next week. It means even more. So really, uh, when you start doing that, then you, you don't play as yourselves. And so we don't need to change what we're doing. We just need to continue um, uh, preparing each week uh, as, as we've been doing all, all year long. And that's my job to make sure that I, I handle that. And and that's not just with the players, but with the coaches too. And how do we coach these guys? Um, and, and so, don't put too much pressure on yourselves. Just be you, right? That's what we say. And and just and play and but prepare really hard. Um, you know, Tuesday through Saturday, prepare so much to the point that when you get out there on the field, everything's slow, and you've already played the game, and now you can just have fun. And and when you do that, um, and you only worry about that one game, then you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself.
1: Uh, it, it is interesting because <clears throat> we talked about this. I brought it up weeks ago, because right around November or mid-November, right around Thanksgiving, you in Kansas City, you in Philadelphia, with Andy, you guys ripped off with long winning streaks. Mm-hmm. Do you know why?
2: Well, part of the part of the reason behind that is just again with with Coach Reed's philosophy is is making sure that you just stay even killed the, the entire season and. As, as simplistic as that sounds, uh, it's hard to do. And when you have young guys, you have a bunch of rookies or you have guys that have been in the league for their first year here, they're already played, they've are played a full season already. So mentally, they're, they start getting to the bottom of the tank. Physically, they, they start getting to the bottom of the tank. So we have to make sure that with our training staff, with our nutritionist, uh, uh, with everybody in this building that we handle these guys the right way. So we need to give them rest, let them recuperate. So we want everybody to slightly be getting stronger as the season goes on instead of what most teams do is they get weaker. And so when the most important time of the season comes, you're in an empty tank, and we don't want that. So uh, it's a unique process, but I I was fortunate to learn through one of the greatest in Coach Reed. All right, get ready for the New York Giants. Off a uh, 3-8 and eight, uh, record in the first 11
1: games. We're out of time to talk about them. We'll catch you on Wednesday. All right, Thank you so much. Mark
0: Helfrich coming up next. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich. Brought to you by Whitley CBAs and consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Here's Daniel taking.
3: Roddicker sweeping right. Gets the block. Cohen to the 25. Cohen turning his legs. Cohen's got a first down to the 31-yard line. And Matt Nagy with a big fist bump in the air. And that will end it, folks.
1: Yeah, put that one in the win column, a 10-yard run. Longest run of the day as the Bears beat the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Stop by the Miller Light Chicago Bears Ultimate Tailgate to enjoy food. $5 Miller Lights, music and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace, the Ultimate Tailgate is free to enter. It will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears regular season home game. Back of the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whitfleet Financial Advisors. Here with Mark Kelfrich, the Bears Offensive Coordinator. Uh... That run is not insignificant when you got Matthew Stafford in a 30-some game-winning comebacks in the NFL on the road in his house on Thanksgiving. Uh, it, it, you know, I jumped the gun when Kyle <laughs> Fuller. I said, that ought to do it in Detroit, and I wasn't looking at the timeouts at that time, yeah, the time, amounts, time yeah. so yeah. I'm like, I started doing the math, okay, this will be interesting, but that that was beautiful.
4: It was huge, and uh, a fitting way, you know, you said 10-yard run, it was hard sledding all day long in the red game, and they do a great job, you know, go back to, to Carolina the week before uh, we played them, and they, you know, really limited it, a, a great rushing attack that Carolina has to, I think it was 55 yards or yeah, something they like They
1: went that. over two-something the other uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah,
4: and uh, that's a Tough, tough defense in that building. Huge play by Kyle, and and you know everybody knew the scenario. You had to get a first down in, in the game, and and was a huge, uh, a huge as you said, just leave no doubt in the game with the ball in our hands type of, of moment.
1: And James Daniel uh, gets a big uh, thumbs up on that one too, right?
4: <laughs> he does. Mike Pereira was against it. We'll have to we'll have to talk to Mike Mike about that. But no, he, uh, you know could have could have finished his block a little bit better. And 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 there's again there's no issue of anything. Uh, but he he uh did whatever he could to make sure we got it done. Let's All right. put it that way. I
1: didn't hear what Mike Pereira yeah, said, yeah. so fill me in it for those there of may, us that didn't. Yeah,
4: there may have been a question as to okay. the uh, legality of the, the end of that play. <laughs> i take it. I'll there's take a couple it. plays earlier in the game we might have had a question on, too. So. All
1: right. We, we went into detail uh, just about who Chase Daniel is with Matt before you got here. But now just the difficulty. If you could put it in perspective, I don't care if he's a 15-year veteran, with no live route running, half speed yeah. routes on a short week on the road, your third NFL start, your first time in November since college, a decade ago. Yep. And and you go out there and calmly take care and you threw sixteen completions in the first half, more than we've had in any game, and seventy three percent conversion, first down passing in the second half started to elevate. You know, just if you could put it into context what he was honestly facing. Well,
4: it it was a tall task, number one, just because of of their defense and their front in particular. It wasn't a situation and, and, you know, we're not necessarily built for that right now. They just go out and pound it and, you know, ride our defense and get out of town and try to steal one. You know, he, in in a lot of ways, had to get us in in the right situation, had to make plays, which he he did. Uh, And I think you could see by how how we game planned, it wasn't, there was no, you know, handcuff type, oh my gosh, what if type of, of feeling at all. Uh, it was, hey, we're going to attack where we would normally attack. You know, are you going to do some things differently? Sure. Um, but but he threw the ball pretty well, pretty, you know, really well, not having any, as, as you said, full-speed reps uh, uh, <laughs> leading up to, to, to game time, but... Just hats off. I think the biggest thing of all, the biggest stat that that of all is zero, zero. in the in the INT oh, yeah. column. Uh, you see, guys. I mean, we saw him yesterday multiple times. The day before, multiple times of just bad decisions with the ball and just poor, you know, poor discipline and respect for the ball. And and Chase Chase, you, you know, played that to the to the hilt.
0: Awesome. All right. We'll continue on with Mark Helfrich here on the Bears Coaches Show. The Bears Coaches Show with offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
3: Cohen to the right of Chase Daniel. Bunch set to the right. Daniel screens it right to Miller. Wanted to throw. He throws it back to Chase. Daniel makes the catch. Stutter step inside the 35 yard line with the help of Cody Whitehair. He bangs down inside the 30 and a Bears first down. But there is a personal penalty. foul. in the face, mask. defense number 95. Oh, they'll tack it on. They'll, they'll tack it, it on. All
1: right, it becomes a bigger play. Uh, but it was interesting to me that, you know, again, you guys just never just let it alone. Traditional football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Chase Daniel hasn't played, and he's throwing, getting catching passes, rather. I loved it. Um. And it could have been a big play. It could could have gone. It was a good thing he drew
4: drew the face mask. Otherwise, that would have been a very disappointing (laughs) play with kind of the the great wall of China
1: we had out in front of it, and they had two defenders. Uh, Mark Helfrich, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show. Uh, Taequann Mizell getting more opportunities. Why? He's made plays.
4: You know, he's a guy that that consistently has, has shown up in in practice, and we're kind of looking around and going, "Wow, hey, you know, can can we figure out a way to, to plug and play him in a, in a few different instances?" And he and Chase actually had the most chemistry. You know, when you look back at at a guy that he actually has thrown to uh, more, you know, more so than others, at least to this point uh, was, was smoke And, and, but just, no, just playmaking ability and, and he's multifaceted. He can play running back. He can play really every wide out position.
1: Uh, and he's tough. Yeah. It gives you another one of those juice guys. going Taylor Gabriel and Trey Cohen. And those guys all were major factors in the offense uh, in that game. I think they had 14 catches between the two of them. Gabriel and Cohen, you throw throwing them Mizzell Touchdown, um, it keeps the defense, you know, on its heels, spread out all over the place with that speed, right? Exactly, and, and a guy that that you can hand the ball to, throw the ball to, in, in,
4: in various ways. That's that usually presents problems, and and teams have have kind of changed up how. Certainly, when he and Tariq are in the game at the same time, and and then you couple that, like you said, with the, either a, a combination of whether it's a Rob or or Anthony or Taylor, uh, you know, hopefully there's there's somebody they they can't can't cover.
1: And, you know, you mentioned in the last segment about, you know, you're not the team right now, you just sits there you know, just power up and get out of the field and be safe about it. I think the aggressive nature of Matt Nagy and how you guys have put together the whole team, I don't think you guys are ever going to want to do that. You know, you want to push it. We don't. I mean, we're we're going to certainly be
4: smart about things, but we want to be aggressive. We want to be, you know, calculated. We want to play, I think, just from the mindset to to excel, not let's not screw this up. You know, there's just a mind shift there that that some people have. And, and <laughs> with how good our defense is playing, you know, there's – I certainly get, you know, sometimes people have, have brought that up. But that's just not how we're going to operate. We're going to be smart, but we're going to be in attack mode 100% of the time. Uh, and, and, and that doesn't mean we're, you know, running – 112 plays it means we're going to be smart and about you know deploying that from a tempo standpoint time of possession all those things uh, but but we are always going to be on the front foot
1: yeah, which leads uh, uh, to another conversation about the running game because yesterday in the le- uh, the whole week I, I, you know the running game numbers went through the roof you know and granted december we're knocking on december's door the weather's going to change the weather certainly changed here uh last night but um I mean, just um, teams just really piling up the rushing yards. Uh, are we equipped to do that? Are we, are we finding ways here in this little time off you guys had to try and correct that part of the of the game of the offensive game?
4: Well, yes and no. I mean, again, to, to that's Detroit's strength. You know, yeah, yeah, by, yeah. by far Detroit's strength is is defending the run.
1: I'm talking um, more in just right, general. Right? Yeah, yeah in, general, in general,
4: absolutely. And you know, and the perimeter perimeter action is something that kind of opened up. But, yeah, absolutely. We're trying to get better in the run game. We're trying to get better in the passing game. You know, we left a lot. Again, that, that's
1: – Are you going to say left a lot on the, the bone? No, game? No, I'm
4: just saying that, that's one of the encouraging things is we're not done improving and yeah, never yeah, will yeah. be um, at, at any position, you know, in, in, in any phase. And and the only thing that – you know, the only thing we care about piling up is wins. And if we run a little bit more one game or throw a little bit more one game, doesn't matter.
1: How, how – uh... The offensive line, I think, sometimes gets overlooked by what they're doing. Um, nothing's going to be perfect, obviously, but uh, are they not getting enough due for what has happened here? Obviously, a changing quarterback for this game, but just the, the stretch and the changes up front a little bit, uh, having a young guy in there, a new guy in there, they've been holding their own. Yeah, really. Both, you know, you look at it, both guard spots yeah.
4: are new. You know, and I think Harry's done a great job uh, in there of. of Rotating those guys around so everybody has confidence with one another, and certainly with the with the quarterback, or, or the quarterback in them, really is probably the most important part of that. But uh, nobody's blinked. You know, we expect those guys to go out and play great. Uh, they've protected well. We can certainly, again, you know, we had one one miscommunication in the in the in the passing game, and unfortunately that was the time that they didn't cover Anthony Miller. And so, you know, it's one of those ones where it just it it stings that that much more that we have a guy literally you know, 20, uh, 20 yards uncovered and, and we got a sack. Uh, and so th- those things, again, are, are, you know, as competitors, they'll come back tomorrow and, and be the first ones to admit, hey, we should have done A, B, and C, and we'll try to coach him better and, and get him in, in a
0: better position. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Welcome
1: back to the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whitley Financial Advisor Jeff Joniak, and Mark Helfrich, Bears Offensive Coordinator. And you can join me, Tom there and Luke Canellis for Bears Game Night Live, brought to you by IGS Energy. We'll recap every Bears game Sunday nights, 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago. Remaining moments, um, let's just give a little look at the Giants because we don't have a, a whole heck of a lot of time. Uh, just a quick sneak peek of their defense right now. Uh,
4: you know, learning a lot about them right now as, as we speak. A lot of new faces, a lot of new bodies on that side of the ball, and certainly a new scheme. Obviously, with a new coaching staff. Uh, you know, we were hoping Kevin Gilbride would be a big uh, source of information, <laughs> but unfortunately, he's like, Yeah, that guy's new. That guy's new. That they guy's are, new. But, a lot yeah.
1: of undrafted guys and everything.
4: Yeah, very, very similar uh, schematically uh, to, to the last three really opponents. When you take uh, really Buffalo, Detroit, and Minnesota, kind of you know, individually, simil- similar structure, uh, but then different pressures, different
1: coverages. But so, is that a somewhat of a little bit of a benefit, though? Definitely. Yeah, the familiarity. Uh,
4: familiarity of of, of scheme will, will carry over a ton. Uh, now there's different indicators, different tells of, hey, this pressure's coming versus this team versus the other. And so uh, some of that's good. Some of that is, you know, unique to them.
1: One real quick thing as a great college coach that you were, uh, these numbers out of control 70 point games Six, yeah. I, I don't i don't know that i love it
4: that was i see i love college i love the college overtime but that's probably why why it will never happen right is 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 the seven overtime deal uh yeah basketball basketball game yeah. broke out and then a little boxing match afterward apparently I didn't, see, I didn't see it but yeah, so, yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah but it's uh it's crazy what's going on and I don't know. We don't have time to get into it, but it almost feels sometimes like 7-on-7 seven seven football and nobody's <laughs> playing defense. I know that's not true, but holy smokes. Great to talk to you as always. Good luck this week. Congratulations on what's been going on so far. Appreciate it. Go Bears. That's right. Mark Helfridge Bears offensive coordinator. We get the Bears and Giants from New York. 9 a.m. pregame and a noon kickoff. Be sure you're listening. For Dan Borelli. Jim Gudis and Andy Gersher, Coach Nagy and Coach Alfrich, I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.